If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder. La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Hello, good evening. My guest tonight is a man who burst into the scene with a lot of truth saying. He spoke truth to power. Even though he was a serving police officer and then a senior one at that, many loved him for it. He talked about how we could deal with uh, corruption in the police. He talked about how we could deal with Langats. He talked about how we could do it, making sure that the right people are appointed into the service. He has so much international experience too, working all over the world. Then later on, he got into trouble. We were told he had been invited by the National Investigations Bureau which turned into an arrest. Then subsequently, he was accused of abetting people who wanted to remove the Akufuado government in November 2019. Well, yesterday, he was acquitted and discharged, together with two others. Of course, with those six others, have also been convicted. On our front tonight, we will get into the head, the situation, and understand ACP Benjamin Agojo. From all perspectives, more importantly, how does he feel now? And is his life truly over? You're welcome to our front set. Thank you very much. I so hope much. you are doing well today. Very well, in high spirit. Between last night and today, what have you been doing? Dancing around, having calls, having parties. Exactly what have you been doing? I've been praying, I've been dancing, I've been receiving calls. Um, those are generally what I've been doing, and I'm very fine. You must be in high spirits. Very high, very high spirits, and I've always been in high spirits. If you had, if you had not seen me before yesterday's um, judgment, maybe that's that's why you may think that uh, I've been I've been in a higher spirit. But I've always been in high spirit. Were you expecting this? Very much so. And remember, when I was arraigned before Kaneshi Court the first time. I gave a brief interview to the media. I spoke to the media and said I wasn't going to be moved by this and that I was going to stand for this to the end. And I had done nothing untoward. Remember, you could, you, you, I, I, I specifically said that if I said something that is not related or not linked to any coup, you could not bug me with any, any of this. And I stood for this till this time. I would explore whether or not you are even though set free yeah. you are in the public's opinion guilty that question i would explore i would explore why a police officer is so so of your caliber timber to the level of a, 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 a an assistant commissioner yeah. will be planning to remove the government of the day of your decent nature mm -hmm. a man who who had actually espoused a lot that question will also come up First, yeah. some of us got to know you through your public pronouncements within the police. Yeah. 
And we knew also that you had a PhD because, I mean, a few of you have in the police service anyway. But who really is Benjamin Agojo? How did he become ACP? And how come all of this happened to him along the line? Let me start by saying that my PhD is in politics and human rights. Okay. And that speaks a lot. When you combine politics with human rights, there is no way you could escape talking about topical issues. And I was placed at that time as the head of transformation in the police service. And being placed as the head of that transformation meant a lot to me. And I needed to bring, bring together a lot of stakeholders to delve into the problems facing the police service at the time. We discovered a lot of things which I will not talk about here. But then we needed other people to speak for us. And I had already intimated uh, this to the, the IGP then. And, and, and he gracefully accepted the idea. And that was why when this issue of talking at, uh, speaking at IDEC came, I said, look, I mean, route that thing through the IGP. And he, they routed it through him. And he agreed that I should go and talk about it. The IGP didn't know the content of what I was going to talk about. But he agreed that I should go. And having worked in, I mean, with these vigilante issues mm -hmm. as the director of operations, remember, before I became director of transformation, I was the director of operations, managing the 2016 election together with Mr. Yohonu. And therefore, I had known a lot of things about vigilante, political vigilantes, and, and, and I had fair idea. With my research background, I delved into it. And that brought me to the limelight. But before then, I had been talking about these issues, working with... Uh, uh, IDEG and uh, 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 CODIO and a lot of other uh, civil society organizations in election and uh, security related issues. I had been director of uh, uh, visibility or national patrols and, 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 and I had held other positions as a district commander and taught at the police academy for a very long time and, and therefore and, and, and I served the police service for 36 years. Okay, almost four decades. Yes, 36 years. Now, maybe I have to preempt some of these things. So, and I have also traveled out a lot. If there was one police officer who traveled a lot, I would be one of them. I mean, one of the two or three outside this country, teaching here and there at police academies in other countries, in China and everywhere taught in police, uh, 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 Kofi Annan, University of uh, Education, Winneba, at the conflict center, and other things. So I, I'm not new to some of these things, particularly because of my area of speciality, human rights and conflict, uh, human rights and politics. Now, it is interesting because, of course, many did not know your history in the police beyond the times you became very popular for speaking up on so many issues. Yeah. Now, let's get to this point. How did it all start? Yeah. Were you home one day, you were invited by the NIB, yeah. then it was turned into an arrest? How did it all start? It all started on one Thursday. I had just returned from Winneba after teaching Master of Philosophy students. And then I received a call from the then IGP. I don't want to mention names, okay? Okay, okay. the then IGP. Um, and I, I realized that there was some agency in his call. Ben, where are you? By the way, I'm putting together a book on all this. Where are you? And I said I was in town. 
see me in my office right now. I was a bit concerned because we had been speaking and he had never spoken to me that way. I tried to give excuses, but he said no. If you, whether you are dressed for office or not, offices closed, people have left the office, come to the office. I went there only to be informed that the BNI wanted to see me and that I should report to the BNI that Friday, the next day, which was a Friday. I asked my IGP whether they had given any reasons for my for my for the invitation. He said no. I said, could you please find out? And that's my nature. I said, could you please find out why they are inviting me? Because I needed to know why I'm going to the BNI. So he promised getting back to me. That Friday, I told him I was traveling to, um, and I had returned from mission, and I had not reported officially to the police service. So I was free to move. Oh, okay. Okay. So I told him I was going for a funeral. But interestingly, by the time I got home, by the time I got home, by the time I got home at Vapo, the news was all over. The news was all over that I had been arrested and granted bail. Now, but have you been arrested? At nobody that? had arrested me then. That tells you the propaganda behind the whole thing. Because they had already planned everything and schemed it in such a way that they had already given our names out to certain media houses and other things. So whether I reported or not, it was reported that I had reported. Because they were sure that I was going to be, uh, report that Friday. And so even though I did not report, it was there. So Monday I reported, I spoke to my lawyer, and I reported. And then that was the beginning of a very long story, taking me over four and a half, uh, almost four years, three months. I want you to recount to me, so in that process, yeah. we all knew that. So subsequently we reported. Yes. They told you I've been arrested. Yes. But what, what was the conversation preceding that you have been arrested? Were, were they telling you that, no, we think that you are planning a coup. We think you are planning with others to try and overthrow this thing, uh, the, the government of the day. You know, it's very funny, and I don't want to go into certain details because I'll put them in a book form. But um, I was amazed at the manner in which they went about it. First of all, they wanted to separate me from my lawyer, which I resisted. And I think that even annoyed them because BNI is used to do interrogation without lawyers. And I had known that for a very long time. And I told them that the only time they could separate me from my, my lawyer was when they had told me that I was under arrest. Because at that time they had not told me anything. So you could not separate me. So I resisted it. And therefore that paved the way for me and my lawyers to enter the interrogation room. Now, take note. Out of the 10 people arrested, I was the only person who was interrogated before my lawyers. And that tells you a story. Because I knew their game, and I insisted I was the only person who was interrogated before my lawyers. None of the others was interrogated before their lawyers. If you listen to the judgment yesterday, the judge said something very informative and very instructive. He said the BNI kept saying that the, the audio or the recording of the interrogation was available, but they never produced it in court. Why didn't the BNI produce all the interrogation they did in court as part of the disclosures? Yet they went out telling stories. 
And so that's how it happened. And I was told, we went to the interrogation room, they started asking me questions, I answered, and the questions bordered on three or four things. One, I had paid 2000 to Dr. Makpam late to, to support his intended coup. I explained to them the circumstances under which I paid the 2000 Of course, they didn't even know I had paid the 2000 So I told them that I paid 2000 to him. And even on the platform, I had made a promise on the open platform that looking at the, uh, the, the, the medical outreach program they were undertaking, I was going to support. So your payment was not towards the planning, the execution, and the conceptualization and implementation of a coup? Never. And they knew it. B and I knew it. They knew it. And I told them. But, you know, they have a way of fabricating things. If they really want to get at you, and they always think that by producing 13 witnesses all saying the same thing, it will mean that it will be taken. They have forgotten that the, 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 the court operates differently from the way they operated. So you, you hear General Andor saying the same thing, the Colonel saying the same thing, uh, the, the Detective Nkrumah saying the same thing, Francis Abouaji saying the same thing, that I had uh, to support the court, I paid 2000 They just said there was no evidence to that effect. And another thing they said was that, um, aside that, I had talked about a big bang. Now, if you don't understand the idiomatic expression of a big bang, and you take it out of context, so they, 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 they just picked words and sentences and phrases from different places and pieced them together as evidence. They had forgotten that they are dealing with somebody who had been an investigator in my life, in the police service, and I have served in the police service for 36 years, and therefore you could do it to others, but not to me. And therefore I took my time together with my lawyers and put my case together, dismantling all that they had said, and bringing and putting them in the context in which I said them, which the judges agreed with. But in all fairness, what business has a senior police officer got to do with somebody like Dr. Mapam, who was actually found guilty anyway? What business do you have not only engaging him but also being on the platform? Point of correction, Dr. McPram was never found guilty. He wasn't alive oh, at yeah, the but time. Part of the convicted, actually, Hold on. No, so far as I'm concerned, he was not convicted yesterday. I see he died before it. He died before it, and therefore his evidence was expunged. And, and he couldn't have been uh, imprisoned in absentia or in his death. So that's point of correction. It was never, he was never in prison yesterday. He was never convicted yesterday. It was a propaganda by somebody, I don't want to mention the name, that if he was alive, he would have been convicted. That's a, that, is, that is too presumptive. Okay. No, I get the point. But he is the man they put before court. Yes. In fact, he's, he was projected right from the beginning. Yes. As the architect of all of this. Yes. How did you connect with such a man? That's a good one. Um, I, had, I, had, I had actually stated that thing in open court. Um, on my way to Haiti on UN mission, um, that was soon after the IDEC presentation, I received a call in, the, in, in, in Uganda, um, uh, and the person introduced himself as Dr. McPalm, and that he has this NGO called Take Action Ghana, and that um, having listened to my advocacy and other things, he thought that being on the platform could be of help to them by way of advice and all that. I said, okay, fine. Send me the profile 
your eh, tag platform. Así de NGO. Yes, NGO. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. And then he sent it. And remember yesterday, the judges read the profile in court. And the profile they sent me indicated that it was a democratically oriented NGO. Who wouldn't want to follow such a thing? And therefore, I, I, I agreed to join. And then we began to talk about democratic issues. There was no point, at, at no point in time, did we discuss anything on the platform about coup d'etat. The, 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 the issue about, and maybe I may be preempting one of your questions, I don't know, but... You mean the Arab Spring? Yes. The time you had commented that we arrived for an Arab Spring. Yes, if, if I may, go ahead. Please proceed. The only thing that 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 sends some 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 jitters in their spine and whatever is the fact that I mentioned Arab Spring and yesterday one minister was still talking about that despite my acquittal and discharge he thought that I shouldn't do they re and I think that they I are mean, you, the attorney general himself and I heard him speak he yes. says what business has a senior police officer a seventh officer yes. staying on a platform and talking about Arab Spring. Does he understand Arab Spring? If he doesn't, he should keep quiet. If he doesn't understand Arab Spring, he should keep quiet. But he's a lawyer. He's, he's, he's a, a lawyer, lawyer, but being a lawyer doesn't mean that you know everything. You can be a lawyer and be an ignorant, you be an ignoramus in an area. I teach conflict. Okay. Do you understand me? I told you I teach conflict at even M field level. I teach it at Kofiana, I teach it at all level. Arab Spring or civil uprising and other things are democratic means of expressing dissent in every society. Today we, we, we espouse people like uh, uh, Martin Luther King and other things. Why are we espousing them? But we knew in 2011 that this is led to the removal of governments. Tunisian example is clear. The other countries within the Arab region. The, 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 the explicit definition yes. and appreciation you are talking about explicit definition yes. that is common knowledge yes but when you look at arab spring it is like any other spontaneous demonstration by citizens to express their their dissatisfaction which in the reality and the example it, it leads to the fact that a government decides that you know that we can could have led to uh, rolling saying that okay i've resigned could it have been called arab spring in Ghana. I'm not sure. Could have been, could have, could have, could have led to Rollins saying, "Okay, I've resigned." Once the VAT has been defeated and other things have resigned, when you go to the literature, go and Google it anywhere. Be careful you don't go to Wikipedia. I, I get that. Of because when you go to Wikipedia, Wikipedia will give you some definition of a rebellion, a mutiny, and other things. And I prove today. Uh, prosecution in court that when they need a definition to issues they should not go to wikipedia but they came out with a wikipedia definition which i i, I drew the attention to <clears throat> and they could not talk about it again so go I mean to the attorney general the, of the republic I, I'm, I'm saying the prosecution team okay all right whoever was representing them and it's on record i can produce it's a court record i can give you but give that you, should be very strange i mean yes so at the end of the day you come to appreciate the fact that when you go to wikipedia definition it will tell you it's a mutiny it is also and so, but go to other definitions which are acceptable in academia. 
Because when you quote today, you quote Wikipedia definitions in, in, in academia, in the universities, they will not take you seriously. I get it. I know that. So, 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 every so, student of an university would know that. that that's basically So, I'm that. saying that when you want to know the real definition of Arab Spring, don't go to Wikipedia. Go to other sources and it will tell you the real meaning of it. And you say that's what they confronted you with, a Wikipedia definition yeah, of it. A Wikipedia definition, and the myopic understanding of that term. And that is what they confront. And that's what they have held on to till today. And that's what Attorney General is still holding on to. He should go and learn. He should go and learn. Because he's not dealing with just people. He's dealing with people who have also climbed the ladder somewhere. I get that. What exactly did you say about Arab Spring? Look, during one of our conversations, um, 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 Dr. McPam asked me, the way he, the question was simple what do i think about arab spring I express my opinion and i told him that look the seed of arab spring has been sown in ghana we are waiting for the triggers and i began to tell him about some of the challenges but before that i had expressed similar opinion on a let with adam bona you can find out from adam bona had expressed what's what's that platform oh okay. different what's a different was that platform which dr nyahuma cruz tamukla said that uh, 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 a civil uprising was imminent in ghana and then to get jittery about it and then i explained that what, what is the jittery about this when people mention arab spring and the, the, the civil uprising i mean these are common issues that are being dealt with elsewhere every day and it's a civil way of showing dissent and other things and i express the same thing over there i don't want to mention a name because it will trigger another thing get you but at the end of the day a minister of state on the platform took me on and said you bring me to order and that was the beginning of my problem a minister of state on that platform and adam bona knows that minister very well i don't want to Mention his name at all. In all fairness, since you've just mentioned ministers and there are several of them, it will be fair if you let us know who is Dominic Nitiwu. Dominic oh, Nitiwu. The, the Minister of Defense, who doesn't understand what Arab uprising, uh, civil uprising is, and who doesn't understand what Arab Spring is, said openly on the, uh, on the platform that he was going to take me on. The defense minister was telling a senior police officer he, he was going to take me and he wrote it on the platform, and I have a copy of it. And, 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 and Adam Bona confronted him over it and asked him to be very careful the way he, he, he confronts people on the platform. So that was the beginning of my ordeal. And because of that, and don't forget, this whole thing started with defense intelligence. Defense intelligence under the auspices of the defense minister. So when he said he was going to take me on, he was going to bring me to order, he had already initiated it. So let's get this straight. You are saying that yeah. it's not the NIB that started investing no, in your matters. No, I can tell you, you know, we have something in, 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 um, in investigation we call you reconstruct the scene. Okay, yeah. Okay. So by reconstructing the scene, you are saying that you go back and reflect. And then you begin to see how this whole thing started. And you are able to make a logical conclusion. When I reconstructed the whole thing, I realized by the time the man said he was going to bring me to order, 
he had already initiated the investigation. And I got to know that the defense intelligence was the ones who started the investigation with the military people, with General Andor and others, before submitting the whole thing to BNI. Now do you get my point? I get you. So having reconstructed the scene, I can tell you that it was the defense intelligence, Mr. Nitiwu, who, uh, defense minister, Mr. Nitiwu, who initiated this whole arrest process. He can, he can take me anywhere he wants, and I'll prove to him that he was the one who did it. And I'm saying this on record. Because I produce, I have it. It's on, it's on phone. Whatever he said is on phone. It's on a letter with Adam Bona. If you ask Adam Bona, he will show it to you. And this was because there's a disagreement over whether or not uh, an uprising... An uprising was possible or not, and, and a civil uprising which was posted by somebody... Uh, I, I allegedly said uh, who, who, uh, who uh, 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 he said uh, Dr. Nyahu Tamekulu says Arab uh, uh, civil uprising is imminent in Ghana and we started discussing it if you don't like my views or you don't understand my views ask for clarification people say you are on platform and you are talking what are platforms for? Platforms are for expressing opinions, especially on security matters. The expectation is that mindful of the role you play in the security service. Mindful of what role? Because you are a senior officer. Yes. When people hear you say certain things, the presumption is that, no, yeah. we should take it very serious. Yes, then they, must, they should have taken it serious. They should have taken it serious. How many people haven't spoken about Adam Arrow Spring in Ghana? They didn't say that. How many people? I don't want to mention names. But how many people haven't spoken about, have they been arrested? What you are telling me today is that our conception or the understanding that some have that Arab Spring means that they it's a coup d'etat it's, it's, um, it's myopic it's an unconstitutional change it's of government it's myopic that, that perception it's myopic is, is, is something that is not what you meant at any point you not, were not that what, not exactly what, how you are saying it it is myopic it is one sided Okay. because when you go into the literature when you go to common definition, go and Google, apart from Wikipedia, and you will see what it really means. So you at no point in time had the intention to collaborate with others or support any attempt to unconstitutionally never. remove government. I will never do that. Look, if you look at my background, I have been on at least three peace mis peacekeeping missions in the world. I've been to Sudan, where I served in a higher capacity as a training officer. I went to Somalia, where I served for about four to five years as the training and, 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 and development coordinator. And I went to Haiti with the UN as a planning officer. Now, these are not common positions that you think. And so I know what it means to destabilize a country. And I know the consequences. I was only drawing attention to issues that could bring us challenges and which we must watch. And what is wrong with it? But you are a police officer. Yes. If you have any of these outline mindful of your wonderful history, yes. shouldn't the hierarchy of the police be the source where you share this opinion? With the command, with the IGP, with the other superiors that you have in the police office? Should you be acting like a layperson, sharing such opinion on a platform, WhatsApp with other people present? Are is you, that not problematic? Are you implying that even the speech I give at IDEC talking about vigilante, political vigilantism and the fact that uh, uh, there is political interference in Ghana police service and other things was also problematic. No, I feel that those are very bold declarations. So uh, that it was, and you were applauded for it. 
Very fact, good. You were so, as one of the few police officers who had the temerity to say the things that people knew but could not say. So, but it's talking about spring and these yes. related things, not taking it too far. No, no, no. This is better of hand size. And, and, and I'm saying that, and I'm saying that it is only when you understand Arab Spring and then civil uprising in myopic way. That is where you understand you, you will be taking but it too you far. you know that even as a communication person, yes. if you are talking to people yes. and you know that there's a potential that they misconstrue what yes. you say, yes. you will not lend yourself to that possible interpretation. Now, if people misunderstand, they just have to ask for clarification. And we all ask for clarification all the time. For instance, we are talking right now, if I said something that mm -hmm. you didn't like, or you didn't understand, or you, didn't, you felt was too uh, something, you could, have, you could ask me of, for clarification. So on a WhatsApp platform, mm -hmm. where we have the Minister of Defense, Minister of Interior, and political activists, police officers, military officers, what else? We should all have a common understanding of such basic terms, not to overstretch it. Unless people have political, uh, 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 I mean, they have uh, uh, political reasons why they did what they did. And in hindsight, yes. as you speak today, yes. Yes. do you think you would have actually decided not to belong to certain platforms, like the TAP platform, like no, the alert platform? I have no regrets for belonging to TAP platform. And for the records, I have not removed myself from the platform till today. You're still there? It's, I'm still there. People have left the platform. I'm still there. The fact is that at the time I was on the platform, I didn't see anything untoward. You see, if I had removed myself, I wouldn't have gotten access to the information that I got to defend myself. Oh, that's interesting. Very good. So from the beginning, I told myself, whatever they said I, was, I have said, I'm ready to face it. But let's take you out. Yes. You heard how the others have procured arms and all of that. Were you worried about it? You know something? I don't want to go into that. I don't want to talk about Because these are people that say they somewhere related to you. Raymond, Raymond, I don't want to talk about them because it will mean that I'll be passing uh, 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 a subject on whatever. The court has ruled on them. The court has ruled. I am not ruling. Okay. Take what the court has said. Well, you think they are innocent? I'm not making any comments on their rule. Did you know that they had purchased these arms? I was not aware, but let me ask you this question. Okay. Remember, you are on a number of platforms. If a few people on that platform form another platform and they are planning something, will you get to know? Well, I... I you will know. Yes. So, see, and that was how I proved my innocence yesterday. Okay. Because, you see, before I joined the platform, it was not until they did the disclosures that I realized, oh, before... Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? ¿Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura? Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. I was brought onto that platform. There existed more than a year earlier or so, a platform called the executive platform that they allegedly planned something on. Okay. Whether that allegation is true or not, I'm not going to make any value judgment on that. 
And yet, the prosecution sought to imply that I was on that platform and I was part of the planners. As in the earlier platform. Executive work. They, you see, what I realized was that they did not do a thorough work. They were just carried away by emotions that, oh, now we have gotten Agojo. Let us pin him. And therefore, they hurriedly picked the words and other things. He was on this platform, he was on this platform, only to come under cross-examination to say, I don't remember. Yes, that was what happened. To say, oh, yeah, he was on that platform, he was part of the planning. Only to be pushed under cross-examination to say, oh, we don't really remember whether he was there or not. That was what happened. And then because they saw my name over there uh, on other related platforms, they now decided to say that, okay, that money was even paid as part of the preparation for the coup. The 2000. The 2000. Meanwhile, they had no, they were not there when I paid the money. They had no evidence when and how I paid it until I told them. So you could not ascribe a different motive to it from what I had said. Unless you have other evidence, contrary evidence. Now, all of this is very interesting. I mean, because you were put before court. Yes. It's been almost four years. Almost four been years. over four years. Yes. Of course, there was a time that they were not even denying you bail along yes. the line. And yes. you struggled to get a bail. Struggle. You went on hunger strike. I never went on hunger strike. But we're told that you were on hunger strike. I decided not to eat at BNI for five days. Oh, okay. And that was a personal decision. And I I'm not going to explain it. It was a personal decision. When I was arrested first, I decided not to eat. And when they even arrested me the second time, I decided not to eat their food. And I wouldn't explain why I didn't want why to. Why you suspected their... the food? I didn't want to. I, I, I could not trust people who were fabricating you stories. Were fasting. No, I was never fasting. It was a decision I took that I wasn't going to eat the BNI food. Because people who are able to fabricate stories, and concoct stories about your involvement in something that you know you have not done, how could I trust them to eat their food? That was the principle I stood for. So I was not fasting, I was not on hunger strike, I just decided not to eat, and I was drinking water. And the water was brought by them, but I knew that water was brought in a sachet, maybe two, three sachets, so we could just, anybody could just pick and, and drink. And that's what all of us were doing. So I drank a lot of water. That sustained me. And I was even stronger than those who were eating. Tell me about your time and uh, some of these conditions. How was it like? <sighs> I would say that it was inhumane. Um, you were not allowed to, you didn't know the time. You had no information from outside. You could not receive visitors. If you really have to re receive visitors, the visitors could be frustrated because it could take them six to seven hours before they could get to you, so they would prefer going back. And that is one thing that I think that... You see, Raymond, let me make this appeal. Anytime somebody is arrested in Ghana, the common thing we say is let the, la the law take its course. Let the law take yes. its course. Due process. Due process. Do you know the kind of due process that is taking its course in DNI? Do you know the kind of subculture that they are practicing there? No are you aware that it is difficult for lawyers to get access to their uh, clients over there? Are you aware that they most of the time prevents, prevent uh, lawyers from seeing their clients? Are you aware that they don't allow lawyers into their interrogation rooms? 
and that they do their own interrogation and come out to say that the person confessed that. So anytime security analysts and other people will let the Lord take his, take his course. I laugh, I smile. But you've been in the police for I have been years. in the police for You're not aware of this. No, listen. Always been aware of the subculture, not only in the in the in the in the BNI or NIB, but also in the police service. Okay. Let me let me admit okay. that at a point in that I'm teaching, I tell I tell I tell my students that look, sometimes we are not too comfortable about lawyers coming into our cases or coming to make inquiries about our cases. But even though that's a lawful thing that's to a do. lawful thing to do. But wait a minute, what about if your relative was involved? Ah, okay. What if your mother was involved? Oh, in this case, you were the one that or in this case, what of if you were involved? And every time I asked that question, it changed their views and their perceptions. Okay? Anytime they said, Oh, some small slap is needed for him to tell you, I said, what if your father was slapped, slapped that way? How would you feel? Would you say that was a small slap? So that kind of approach was what I was using. And those are some of the, some of the areas that I differ significantly. Because I, I really will want to go against the normal way of doing things. Especially the subculture. Is that what landed you in trouble? Maybe some of them. Perhaps you spoke up too early, too soon, and too loud. You think so? Well, I have never regretted my speaking out because at the time I spoke out, I had served in the police service for about 32 years. Yes. And remember well, that... that doesn't sound like too early anyway. Uh, yeah, so it wasn't too early. And by the time I left in uh, last November, I was 36 years in the police service. Mm -hmm. so, so you couldn't have said that I, it, it was too, too early. And don't forget, this is not the first time that these kind of things are happening to me. Well, I have no idea. Let me just give you... Uh, 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 if you listen to... Kokubako uh, on news on the 9th of November, Saturday, with uh, Samson. He said that this gentleman, what I'm going to say may sound prejudicial, but he went ahead to say it mm -hmm. all the same. Though he knew it was going to be prejudicial, I thought he was going to restrain himself because I was under investigation, I was in court, but he went ahead and said it. He had, be, he had been removed from the service before. Yes, I had been removed from the service before oh. because I stood for what was right. Because I challenged my regional commander over an issue, and because of that, I was removed from the service. That was in 2007. I was a, 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 a commander at Borga at the time. Okay. I was a superintendent of police at the time. Somebody decided to use the back of the police cell as a thoroughfare, and I, I, I said, no, you can't do that, and I blocked it. That was the scene and the crime I committed against the police service. The original commander came there. I don't want to mention names. The original commander summoned me. I explained to him. He agreed with me. Third day, he comes to me with the woman and then orders me to open the place up for them. I said, no, master. I'm sacrificing the interests of the police for the interests of this woman. Much me for the IGP. I ended up being dismissed from the police service. So you see, I always stand for what I believe is right. And even if I get trouble, I still stand for it. And that is why, from the beginning of this case, I said, and on the 6th of November 2019, that I was going to stand for this to the end. And I stood for it to the end. Do you think this was persecution or... Oh, I, 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 it's, it's persecution. And uh, in one of the books, chapters that I'm writing, I said, I, my title, the title is Persecution or Persecution.
and I proved that it was persecution. And you believe it's because of the small disagreement you had with the defense minister? Exactly. The small defense I had... Not because of any history you have in the service? First of all, first of all, because of my IDEC presentation. You see, people will always want to delink my IDEC presentation from all this. Because, so are because they, are, they, are, they, are, they, are, they are novices in security issues. What did you say at IDEC? IDEC, I said specifically that when you look at the composition of the police council, it is the presidency. It is the party in power. Because out of the numbers, about 90, 95% of the members are appointed by the president. And therefore, they are on the instruction of the president. That's and factual. You, What's the that problem? is factual. What's the and, no, no. Let me tell you. In our security setup, mm -hmm. in Africa in particular, and you need to know the people who were present at that gathering. General Hander was there. Okay. Uh, who was also prosecution who, who, witness, witness, actually. and who also was the director of defense intelligence at the time who led the investigation mm -hmm. okay so that rings a bell and many other bni other people were there and i had already received calls and uh, messages from people that look they are looking for you because i also had friends and i had served at certain levels that be watchful looking for you they are not comfortable with the things that you said and so I wasn't surprised that all of a sudden, uh, once they saw my name in, 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 on a tag platform, which they thought was doing something untoward, mm -hmm. they, they began to link me to it. And then, without restraining himself, the Minister of Defense, Mr. Dominic Mutiwu, without restraining himself, just said, we must bring him to order. And soon after that, I was invited to BNI. Are you a political partisan person? If I were, you would have known by now because I had served. Look, do you know the people who managed the election that brought MPP to power? You mean 2016 or 2016? 2016. Okay. The election where even not a, 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 a fly died was managed by myself and Mr. Yohono. And with me in the thick of affairs. Christian Tete Yohono. Yes, exactly. Okay. With Mr. Kudalo as the IGP. Yeah. We managed that election that brought them to power. If I were a politically partisan person, that was where you should have known this. And then I was appointed as Director of Transformation, where I worked to the best of my abilities to bring about certain things that I thought should be known by the public, who would do advocacy for us. Do you know how much money we got from that transformation program? I don't need to mention it. Do you have any misgivings towards government? Why will the I? The government. Why will I? Except that for now, I'm not pleased with them the way they treated me. I don't have any misgivings about them, but I'm not happy with the way they have treated me. Is it they have mistreated me. They have, they, have, they have persecuted me. And even when the court has pronounced me acquitted and discharged, the Attorney General is walking out there to say that if they had done their work very well, I would have been also imprisoned. How could you be doing this kind of thing? If he had, he's the attorney general. If he had anything else, if he had some problem with the judgment, he knows what to do. Go to the Supreme Court. Go on appeal because by the constitution of that panel. But you're not afraid of that. It's an option too on the table, actually. Option? I said it's possible. I dare them to go. 
put me on record. I dare them to go to the Supreme Court. Because the evidence is so clear. Look, I had done nothing wrong. I have done nothing wrong. They were just persecuting me. Wherever they go, they can get me by the grace of God. I serve a living God. And that's how come I have been so confident. Yesterday you saw that I wore white to that place. None of the accused persons wore white. Did you know anything that the rest of us did not know? I knew I was going to be acquitted and discharged by the grace of God. One, because I knew they had no evidence against me. Two, because I knew I was being persecuted. Three, because I know that their evidence was fabricated and therefore, therefore, therefore without context. And that when brought to serious scrutiny, they will fail. And fourth, because I believe in the judges, by their conduct and everything, I may have challenges, but I, I knew that they, by their utterances and other things, they were going to... Was there a time during this trial that you thought, no, this may not go my way? Was I, there a single time? I, 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 I wouldn't comment on that because, you see, I must be careful when I'm talking about certain things. I, I may have my reservations on a few things I'm putting on record mm. in my book that I'm writing. When the book comes out and you read it, fine. But I, I, I wouldn't make any further comment on that. Are you done with the police now? You are retired, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's life after retirement. Should they call if you? If I back? didn't tell you, I'm now they give people uh, post uh, retirement Hold on. contracts. If I, if I, if I, you didn't know, and I didn't tell you that I was 60, would you believe it? Oh yeah, you don't look it, Abby. Very good. So I still have time for myself. I can do ad advocacy. I can, I can work elsewhere. I can teach at the universities, and where I've been teaching. I've been teaching before this happened. Certainly you tone down, or you, or you not tone down? Am I toning down now? It doesn't sound like that. Yes, so I'm kind of, you see, you see, who you are, who yes. you are cannot be hidden. Mm. Who you are cannot be hidden. By nature, I cannot run away from the truth. That is how come I will be confident enough to mention the defense minister's name to you. Somebody else will shied away from it, but I'm mentioning it. I'm, I'm mentioning because I know it to be a fact. He can show me if he wants. And you will see that I'll go and disgrace him in court with the evidence that you said it. Didn't you say it? Didn't you write it? Didn't you? It is on record. And there are many people who will be listening to interview, this interview and will say, yes, we know he did. Your lawyer has hinted of malicious prosecution and possible seeking, possibly seeking damages in furtherance of that. Do you support that? Um... I spoke to my lawyer yesterday. Mm -hmm. He intimated that, and then we discussed some of these things. The it's an option on the table. I've not heard him speak about it. Mm -hmm. But uh, if he thinks that that is the best option, why not? I will go for it. You support that? Why not? You feel wronged. I have been wronged. Do you know how this thing has cost my family? Tell Emotionally. How? Psychologically. Do you know... I had to be strong to keep the family strong. I had to be strong. So my, my, the, the, the strength of my family, apart from God, the strength of the, my family uh, 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 was because, was rested in the fact that I was strong. I rested my faith in God, knowing that this was, I mean, this is how it's going to end. And I had always told them, this is how it's going to end. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? 
Sientes la experiencia de poder. La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. And God will never disappoint that. So, I, I, I cannot change the way I speak. I cannot, I, cannot, I cannot mince my words when it comes to speaking the truth. Uh, many people have cautioned me to be careful not to talk to the media. I've listened. But I believe that, you see, sometimes this kind of tyranny reigns in silence when, when silence prevails. When nobody, everybody is afraid to talk. They have done it to me, and I'm quiet. They will do it to another person. But if they do it to me, and I speak out, and say this is the person who started it, and I mention his name, next time he will not do it to another person. Next time he will not do it to another person. And when he is doing it, he will be very meticulous. If I were doing it, if, I, if he wanted to take me on, a mature security expert will not make that comment before taking me on. As we speak, how is the police going? I mean, you are out now. Do you think the police is being run properly by IGP Dampari? You know something? I have my own perceptions and my own ideas and my own critiques about the current IGP. Mm. But I will not voice them out here because it will steal the show. Okay. If on another occasion you decide to Discuss police Discuss reform. Police reforms, transformation and office transformation that you and what how I view the current IGP's performance in the light of police transformation, I'll speak to you on that. Now that's an interesting perspective. Okay, let me take it out of the police. How do you think this country is heading? That one too is too general and I wouldn't want to talk about it. You don't have a view on the governance of this country. I wouldn't want I thought to. you were bold and you stated your views. Clearly. I have always been bold, but you know something? At the right time, you want to hear about my, 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 my views on the way this country is being run and other things, I'll tell you. And are you'll you, find part of it you, in my book. Have you been paid your entitlements? Um, no, I have not been paid my entitlement because I was on interdiction mm. before I left uh, the service. And uh, by our regulations, the CI 76, when you are in, on interdiction, uh, you have to, before proceeding on retirement, you have to wait until the case is exhausted. So now that the case is exhausted, I have to apply for my, uh, my, 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 my money that they've deducted over the years and also apply for my, uh, my entitlement. Would you want to be doing anything else in Ghana or you, as, as you have an international career that's big, leave the country? I will stay in Ghana. You stay in Ghana? Yeah. Nowhere to go. You have an idea what you want to do? Um, when the time is ripe, you, well, you to want know. to still contribute to the development of this country. When the time is ripe, you see me in the thick of affairs. When they offer you an IGP position, will you take it? That is a remote one. Yes, that's it's a possible, remote isn't one. It? It's, it's a remote one, but when we get to the bridge, we'll cross it. Post retirement contracts, your lawyer says may be another way to assuage the harm than you. Would you take it? When we get to the, that bridge, we shall cross it. Now, finally, to those who held within their hearts the belief that you had done something wrong, those who even believe government's case against you, after what has happened, what do you have to tell them? Well, 
they have their own judgment to make now, and I have nothing against them. Some of them were politically inclined, and those who knew me um, knew that I couldn't have done that, and I believe that many fair number of Ghanaians believe I couldn't have done that. Um, if they believed it, and now the evidence is out there to say that I wasn't involved in any planning of coup, and therefore I was acquitted and discharged yesterday, I leave it to their conscience. They have to revise their notes. Maybe some of them will still believe, like, like the, uh, like the Attorney minister, the Attorney General, that they, if they had done their work very well, who prevented them from doing their work very well? Who prevented them from doing their work very well? So, if some of them still believe that they could help the Attorney General come up with a better case for appeal, remember, in 2020, I was granted bail, yeah. a self-recognizance bill. Yeah. The Attorney General made noise, and I'm talking about noise in quotes, mm -hmm. that they were going for appeal. Did they ever go for the appeal? Because the judgment was so succinct, was so, was such that there was nothing they could do about it. The judgment I read, that was read yesterday in court. I tell you, I'm not a lawyer, but I've read a number of judgments. It was one judgment that was backed by the law. Because it went in your favor? Not necessarily because it went in my favor, but because that was the law they spoke. Because it didn't go in my favor alone, it went in the favor of others. And that tells you that it's not, it, was not, it, it was not all about me. It was about others. So all the things that they put together, they evaluated it and realized that this couldn't have been the case. You were co concocting a story which didn't hold. The family, how did they take your acquittal and discharge? Very excited. Um, in joyful mood. Um, my children were there. My spouse was there, um, and family members were there, and they were so excited because it's been something that has been hanging on our necks for some time now. We are unable to travel, we are unable to even, within Ghana you cannot travel because you have to, you have to report on Monday to BNI and report on Thursday to BNI. And therefore there was no way you could travel for one week unless you have a special permission. And so it, it restricted me, and for that matter, you could not even do any work because you want to court Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday you report, one day in a week. What were you going to use it for? So it was really a restraining moment, a very terrible moment. Um, you were helpless in some instances where you know that you could have done something to help your children, and, and it, emotionally it was tormenting. And psychologically, very tormenting. But one thing, I rested my hope in God. I had faith in God that it was going to end in his praise and it was going to end in my favor. And that was what happened yesterday. Is Ghana worth dying for, from your experience? <sighs> have, I, have I been, I tried to die for Ghana? I have a challenge when the majority of people you get into trouble and people think that that's your trouble. Um, Mr. Kwame Pienim said something recently when they were launching something about uh, Professor, late Professor Tamils at Legon. He said that when you have been accused for this thing, you are alone. You lose your friends. You lose your acquaintances. Nobody wants to talk to you. 
I tell you, I lost a lot of friends. People were f- scared of calling my phone because they thought they would be, their phones would be tagged, their phones would be whatever, bagged, whatever. They had their own terms of using it. I lost most of my good friends because they are not ready to talk to me. They cannot even congratulate me now because it's been more than four years since we ever spoke. And so you are isolated. You see, the whole thing about putting this kind of charge on you is to isolate you from the public. And for that matter, once they isolate you, become vulnerable and they could do anything to you. And if you don't manage your life very well, you could either get sick, you could, anything could happen to you. But I thank God that he has held my body together and everything till this time. And I'm so grateful to him. Before you conclude, I'm grateful to a lot of friends who stood by me. Mm-hmm. I can't mention their names here. Mm-hmm. They've been so good. They've been financially... Okay. I could, I could... I traveled recently to Kumasi and some of them will send you money. Once they hear that you are going somewhere, they'll send you money, 2,000 days, 1,000 days. Take. I'm so grateful to them. Those, within this period, I lost my mom. Oh. And I had to bury my mom. In this situation, I thank all those who helped me to do that. And I thank my family for standing by me. I'm grateful. I'm grateful to you for your time, Gisele. We should do more of this in the future. More of this. Well, folks, that's where we end today's edition of Upfront. Many thanks to you for watching. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.